This is an interesting episode that we were getting ready for. Very unscripted. It went against everything that we planned for today. So Katrina attacks me. I did not attack you, Nessa. This completely. is a therapy session. An unplanned therapy session. So completely caught off guard. But Katrina definitely attacks me. No. We were talking about... Friendship dynamic, especially when you're working with someone that you care about, that you consider family, and you also work with them. And then HR gets involved in those ways. Nothing bad, by the way. Just saying that, you know, HR may have rules to keep things professional in a setting where you might have a different relationship with somebody. What do you do in those situations? Katrina completely attacked me in how I have handled our friendship and our relationship because we also work with each other and I wanted to be respectful of her space and also I didn't want to deal with her possibly filing a lawsuit against me even though I know she would never do that. Oh my gosh, I'm filing it now, Nessa. Okay, so see, that's why you can't trust anyone. And then also, we uncovered a lot. We touched upon our birthing journey, right? Because that conversation spun off another part of the conversation, which again was very unscripted and talked about contractions and a lot of the pains that we went through when it came to our birthing journey, but also celebrating the differences of our birthing journey and also empowering people to feel okay with whatever they went through and that we support you. And this is such a life-changing moment when you decide to go on your birthing journey. We're rooting for you. Whoever you are, wherever you are in this world, we are rooting for you. And yes, we also talk about that because the conversation turned into me being a germaphobe, me also having COVID recently and how I've been coping with that. And, you know, the germaphobe conversation turned into why you shouldn't take your phone into the bathroom because of all the germs. Also, it's really bad, apparently, reading this article for your physical health, how you're positioned on it, and, you know, the different ailments that can come from that. So, anyways, really interesting episode. I had a great time getting ready for it. So, yeah, if you want more of those conversations, let us know. All right? Here we go. Ew, is that a dirty tissue in your laptop? Yeah. I keep it here instead of digging into my pocket because I'm not going to be comfortable. And then I'd reset the whole set. And you already know we already have complications sitting on this couch because it's so deep. So. Which is nice at times, but not for this. But that's really gross because then your I monitor, have, yeah. your buttons. Well, no, I mean, I don't have COVID anymore. First off, I don't need you to shame me. Oh, my me. gosh. I forgot that you had COVID. Where's, I did. Where, where's who has a, a ruler, a measuring tape? I think. Because we're, we're not six We're feet definitely away. not six feet. But I tested many times. I am negative. This one put me down. In comparison to the previous time I got it, uh -huh. this one really knocked me This out. is the second time you've had it? Yes. And the other time you had it was September 2022? Yeah, basically almost a year ago. That's what happened to me. I had it Christmas 2021, then Christmas 2022. You know what I was going to tell you, Katrina? I'm really not trying to put your business on blast. Yeah, I and think I you are. Gonna, and I was going to text you and say this when you asked me, like, hey, the holidays are coming up. Can I, you know, work from home uh -huh. when it comes to radio because of certain are things? Are you thinking I'm going to hit a trifecta? You always do every year. I just want you to know I correlate it. I mean, no, Colin, I know. I know it's probably that. Well, I don't know what you do, 
But every holiday for the past couple of years, you get sick and you cause an issue in our workflow. <laughs> so I literally was going to write you and have a talk with you. I just didn't want to do it on camera. Tell you, please right. don't come back sick and mess up our workflow. Here's the best part. We don't have the capacity. My favorite part about this is that I get COVID and we're worried about messing up the workflow. Not yes. if I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> yes, because you know what? The first couple times it uh -huh. happened, I understood. Uh -huh. But now it seems like you purposely plan it like well, this. Well, I will say this, just to show that this is all about work. The first time I had COVID was when it was super real and everybody was scared of COVID. I got COVID. My baby had COVID. Nessa did not text me but one time. Are you guys okay? Nessa did not text me but one time. And it was weeks after I sent an email, a work email saying, Hey, me and my baby, who is less than five months old, have COVID. No. Mind you, no, no, mind no. you. No, let me finish. Go ahead, finish. Mind you, this was when COVID was brand new and real and everyone was getting it. And you didn't know how your body was going to react to it. Pre-vaccine, all of that. Nessa did not text me till weeks after. And I was like, this is some real effed up S. Okay. Well, wow. Good job. It was really bad. I was, you. you know what, Nessa? This is my therapy session. Let it out. I was really disappointed because we I were think, all scared of COVID. I think you'll understand why right and now. And the fact that my baby had it. No, I did check on. No, 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 no. You no, didn't no, no, check no. on me like that. I'm about to tell you why. And you're gonna be like, oh, yes. Thank you for reminding no, me. No, I'm still. At I that time, feeling. you were still on maternity leave. By the way, six months. Yes, because we believe in like, hey, take your time, right? So, and according to what this is we where, were okay. told, I, I can't wait for this convo. Wait, but we were told not to have those conversations. So Nessa. just so you know, but remember, let's come on, man. You know exactly the no. situation I'm talking about. One hundred percent. And that I do. person, because they worked in the HR department, uh -huh. told us, you know, I'm trying to tread lightly on this, mm -hmm. that. They will do the communication and make sure you guys are all right. I just want you to know. No. And here's the thing. I know. I know this is what you were thinking. But here's my rebuttal to that. Nessa. Go rebuttal them. Nessa. Don't rebuttal me. I'm not HR. In HR, Nessa. You and I are friends pre-HR, post-HR. Sure. You could have checked on me not in an I, HR I spoke, capacity. I spoke to tone, though. And my tone? So that's all I'm saying is... Pre or post HR capacity, I know exactly why you didn't text me because you were afraid like, oh my gosh, well, I'm not supposed to because no, no. this is work. But yeah. you can still check Correct. on your friend who has been your friend pre That's or fair. post HR. I will take that. But I just, That's the only thing I'm saying. Yeah, because it was very clear I wasn't allowed to yeah, bring up work to you. And mind you, this is a new space for me that we I weren't never... even going to talk about work. I just needed you to check on your ride or die friend to see if at the beginning of COVID, Nessa, how scared of you were? How scared of you? Absolutely. How scared of COVID were you? And still am. Right. No, but so I'm imagine not debating in that. the beginning. I'm not debating that. Yeah. And I'm not debating why you didn't. Actually, I am debating why you didn't do it. No, I, I know I didn't. Now, I know when exactly I look back, why. It, I only know better now because of how it unfolded. Right. That whole situation. But even then, and here's a good conversation, because this is a real sticky slope, friendship versus work friendship versus HR, right? Yeah. It's a sticky slope on what you think a relationship you may or may not have with a work friend, how that can transpire in a work setting. Now, all I'm saying is that, Nessa, you and I, we're not work friends. 
So I think you and I, especially for an HR that is a business that you own, I get it. You're not supposed to do certain things, but you could have texted me and asked me about my well-being. I should have just texted about COVID. That's it. I didn't even. But I don't think think at that time it really registered with me that that were two separate things. Again, I'm a first-time business owner, right? I know that about you. And the entity we are working with that was covering HR and really just making sure employee have their rights. Like this is truly what's going on. 100%. Literally was like, you cannot impose, bring up anything because the justification was you could be making Katrina feel bad. And you could be in what I was told. It could be taken that I'm trying to dig information about you all again, related to work. Right. For me, because you're on maternity leave and all those things, I really wanted to be respectful of your space. Right. So looking back on it now, I would say this, though. I still would tell someone if they're in this situation where they work with somebody. Correct. I still would say follow the protocol that's told to you. I think you're right. I I don't think you, I personally don't think you should because I don't know people's dynamics with their friends. I know you. Do, do I think you would have felt bad? No, but I also took in consideration, this is your first time on maternity leave. Yeah, there's a lot going on. This is I your know first lo- time as a mom. There you go. I wanted to be very respectful to not hit you up because one time, long time ago, you said, hey, when you hit me up, I already know it's about work. You said this to me years ago. Right. And that's really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so that made me feel like even if I send a text, it's true. No, right? no, no. I- I'm agreeing with everything yeah. you're saying. If I text you, it's going, going to trigger work energy. Correct. And I don't think that's fair when you're still on maternity leave and you do have COVID. That was my way of being cautious of the situation. I think now I know a, more right. about the situation. I understand like why HR um, feel that way. I So I still stand on it. Right. But... I don't know. I have to think about how I could have had or asked about you without it triggering work. Right. Listen, I, I give you credit. I don't know. Because, listen, in this situation, I get it. HR is making a firm statement based on their expertise. And they're also and, in communication with you, right? And not just that. They, they not are only is relaying, it, just so you know, they are relaying Katrina's doing better family's doing better, but this is a reality that she's facing with her family. So I will say this again, I'm giving you credit here. Anybody, any business owner, I think it is important to listen to your HR because your employees have rights, period, right? Your employees have rights. I get that. I get that. And I also get that you understood that I was a new mom. You didn't know what how yeah. I was dealing I with postpartum. So I don't and know. Even, and even if you're a mom, you still don't know how the next mom is sure. dealing with postpartum, right? right? So I give you credit for those things. However, one thing I still will debate you on right. is that you and I have a different relationship sure. pre and post HR. So for I get sure. you as a business owner being careful. I understand and it. And respectful. And you never know what could have happened, what could have came from it. Yeah. However, I do believe you can ask about my well-being. For sure. Well, outside of work. And yes, I HR will say, was doing their job by making sure. They were, but HR is not my friend. No, 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 no. Meaning, I knew how you were doing. I knew how the updates yeah, were. But that's just but so I, surface. Man, I thought those, for me, those updates were important, well, right? 
not hearing from you was worse than sure that. But again, I still, if I had to go do it over you again, probably should do it again. I don't know. I think I would have to find a creative way to have gotten the message to you without it triggering work. Because outside of this situation, what you told me years ago is still with me. And Nessa, I will not you said not hey, to make every you time feel you text bad. Me, it's about work. Listen, not to so, make you feel bad, but we do have a very intertwined working right. friendship. Yeah, and I was just. I was laughing when you originally said that every time, because I did say that to you. Every time you text me, I know something about work is yeah. going to happen. And I was but you laughing. Know me, though. I was laughing because <laughs> you said that it stuck with you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just, just earlier this week, I, I really want to tell the story because it's really funny. Me, Nessa, and DJ Camillo, who's a DJ on uh, Nessa's show, Hot 97 in the afternoons, New York City. Radio show. You know it, baby. Yeah. Um, we were all texting each other. And just telling jokes, sending memes, just talking, talking the talk that we talk to each other. <laughs> what was the funny part? There's many funny moments. I'm gonna open in the it. text. This is great. Hold on, guys, it's so worth it. Okay. Okay, here it is. So Nessa, Nessa goes, Katrina. Is Katrina, this our chat? Huh? Is this our group chat? Yeah. Okay. You go, Katrina, since you're responsive in here, where is the Jamel interview? So you can't even true. help it. We're sitting here. We're talking. We're having fun. What were we talking about? Camilo's making fun of me because I was eating snacks at work. Because Katrina eats her snacks right into the microphone. And then what is gets that, mad. Wait, wait, what's that trend that people do online? Trend ASMR. Okay, you should do it. I think you should sign no, up and I'm be a part of it. No, I'm not trying to make noise while I eat. But I will say this. Our microphones are very hot. There's a lot of gain. So you'll... If you never, like, I'm a producer, right? So I hear people. I hear you, Nessa. Do you hear yourself? Nessa's on the radio. She has the headphones on. She hears me. So we have a different kind of perspective on what we hear on the mic and just knowing how to monitor yourself and how you're talking. When I'm talking to Nessa, I don't eat. All it goes out the window. I'm eating. I'm snacking. But if I wasn't with Nessa or anybody else, I wouldn't. But because I am like that with Nessa and because Nessa not only is a broadcaster, been doing it for over almost 20 years, put some respect on it. She also Spice. hates noises I do. like food eating. Wait, what is it called? Yeah. So the point I was going to make was even me just hearing people talk, I can hear when they just have a little bit of extra saliva in their mouth because I can notice that when I'm listening to you talk and it's just because I've spent... I'm coming up on 15 years in the broadcast industry. I can hear your extra saliva. Misophonia. So Nessa not only can hear all those extra saliva and extra breath Ooh. or extra whatever you're taking when you're talking, she also has misophonia. Am Absolutely. I saying that right? Because listen, I don't know if I'm saying it right. but Let me look it up because you probably butchered it. Sorry. Hold Miss on. Pause. No, I think you said it right. Wow, Nessa, good job. Misophonia. Misophonia. And basically, it's people have this rare condition known as misophonia. Certain sounds like slurping, chewing, tapping, clicking can elicit intense feelings of rage or panic. See, I, here's my thing. That has to come from somewhere. Can you, let's, let's, let's get into this, Nessa. Can you unpack where you think that trauma from hearing... No, I, I, I think doing broadcasting for a long time, my ears are sensitive. Pre this, though, did hearing people eat bother you? I think so. So, it But to you know what? I'm trying to think. 
Was your mom always like checking you guys as kids? Like, hey guys, close your mouths when you're eating. No. My dad and mom weren't like, hey, go chew out loud. I think it was just the (laughs) regular man. Like, I think it was just regular manner stuff. Like, hey, make sure you close your mouth when you're eating and stuff like that. But people talk crap around you about other people that were chewing with their mouths open. Maybe that. I I think we need to do a deep dive into therapy because maybe I have things locked away in my mind that I can't even think past really my careerhood right does that oh, make gosh. sense yeah no that's a that's a bigger i mean there's i remember other things like clear moments of my life right but like to dig deep on do i remember any kind of conversation about stern talking about somebody chewing or swallowing yeah. loud i don't and it remember. could be as it could be as innocent as oh look at your uncle he just keeps chewing with his mouth open or even just making a joke like oh mm. man that must taste really good huh because i can hear you eating my it. family because yeah. I think I'm the only one like yeah, this, which like, is why I think it got heightened because I'm a broadcaster mm-hmm. and my ears are just sensitive. Right. Like in general. Right. You didn't feel, do you, after having your baby, did you feel like your ears got even more sensitive? Uh, no. Oh, wow. I think mine did. No. Even more. No. But I do notice now having been around you and my uh, partner, Tone. Yeah. I notice more when people eat with their mouth open. Yeah. Or, and not that my parents didn't tell me, hey, close your mouth. It just never really, I don't remember it coming up as much. I think I just either knew to do it or I just wasn't allowed smack. Like when we eat dinner together, am I allowed smacker? I think it depends what we're eating. Wow, I'm about to learn something about myself. So I no, mean, but- I, I say that respectfully because I think you try to be, I have noticed and I appreciate the effort you make to try to make me feel better about it. Cause like, I know you make those efforts except when you're in the studio and we are working from separate places. <laughs> and I hear you I don't in the headphones. You. That's the only time you have no respect. That you know why is it's out worse? the window. It's worse because I'm in your headphones. So yeah. the distance between Ugh, you hearing me to your ears is really small versus <laughs> here. It's like, you're not going to hear if I have a little, well, you will because of what we do. But the extra saliva, yeah. it's not as prominent as if I was in your headphones and you're hearing it. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I have a would you rather. Would you rather go through 24-7, mm-hmm. 365, everybody eat loud. Oh, my goodness. Mouth open. You hear everything about it. Oh, my gosh. I'm already cringing. Like, I feel or, my chest. Like, I feel like something's on my chest right now. Or, so you have to pick one. One year... Of not having gloves, right. no sanitizer, no Lysol wipes, <laughs> no masks. Oh my God, I just coughed. Yeah, and I probably got all got COVID. Yeah. You have to pick one. Oh my goodness. You have to. Am I still traveling? Am I still working? Am I still commuting? Everything, in your your life is very normal no, outside. I, I of need things. the gloves. I need the mask. I need the Lysol wipes. So this is okay with yeah. you? I mean, ooh. You know what too? I've, I've started being more mindful of when I get to the end of my drink, I used to slurp the it was so annoying. slurp so much, trying to get all the rest of the drink outside of the ice. Yeah, <laughs> and Nessa would get so irritated. Yeah, like who does that? Yeah, it's so strange. Like I so notice it now with people, like food smackers. I'm like, dang man, we got to go with this person who would be eating hella loud around us. Very strange. But and now speaking of being germaphobe, I think you actually brought this fun article up. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, it was about why people should not take their phone into the bathroom yes. for multiple reasons. Correct. 
Obviously, one being that bathrooms are pretty dirty mm -hmm. and who knows the germs that's floating around in the air after you use the bathroom and how when people take their phone into the bathroom, a lot of that bacteria gets on their phone, which is pretty gross. So in addition to getting real germy with it, the article talked about how it's actually not good for your physical health when you're on the toilet and scrolling on your phone, which is what a lot of people do. Don't don't give me that face. Don't act like you're better than people. You've been really on this real preachy, think you're better than people what hype, face? and I don't like it. What I don't face like did it. I give you? Please rewind it back. Do you go in the bathroom? Please rewind Wait. it back, because I want to know. Zoom in. If you've ever seen Black Mirror, sometimes every time when I talk to Nessa or just other people in general, <laughs> there's an episode where you can rewind your thoughts and play it yes. back for people. We need that. I need that. I would love to prove Nessa wrong 24-7. Well, I think you should find a way to get that done because your facial expression says something completely different right now. Oh but my anyways, God, I can't wait. Rewind it. Wait, wait, wait. So anyways, because we want to humble you a little bit, <laughs> do you go into the bathroom, sit on a toilet and scroll on your phone? I have more than I've more now since I've become a mother. Okay. Yeah. Well, you listen, that's Sorry a whole about different it. That's, that's, that's my me time. I'd be like, yep, I got to go to the bathroom. Yes. You're just and typically I would be in and out of there regardless of what I'm doing in right. there. I don't take long in the bathroom. I'll be in and out. But when I need me time, I found that that's my spot. So me and my phone be up in there. A little just tangent. I think I saw a social media post. I think it was Kim Kardashian uh -huh. who was trying to put her makeup on and she was hiding in a bathroom or like a guest bedroom, something in her mansion, right? right. One of the Somewhere. 37 rooms. Just right. Kidding, I don't know. And she was trying to have a moment to herself, putting her makeup on. And then you hear North basically confronting her through the door See? and found her hiding, trying to put her makeup See? on, trying to have a little me time. But anyways, side note, all that to say, you've done this where you've taken your phone into the bathroom. Right. You're using a bathroom and you're yeah. just scrolling on it. Mm -hmm. The article saying that when people do this for a long period of right. time, and let's be honest, I mean, everyone has some type of smartphone on them, right? Right. It's bad for your back. Okay, I can see and that. And it could potentially lead into hemorrhoids. Whoa. Now, that that was a little bit more than I thought, because I will say this. When I am there, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, you know, really use the restroom. Mm -hmm. So I grab my little stool, I pop my feet on it, and I'm in this position. Uh-huh. I'm in this position where I'm kind of leaned over. So I get it. However, sometimes you need all that time to get whatever you got. Yeah. Out. But I think you got to be careful with the pushing. Yeah. Oh, I've learned Well, that. I don't know. We're not doctors, so we should have a doctor on here. But I think it's the position. I don't know if having the stool helps you. That's the best way to get everything out. Right. Because. But does that keep you safer from potentially. Hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids? I don't know. I don't we could do a quick Google search. But all that to say, maybe <laughs> that's why you're able to do that and have not had hemorrhoids. Have you had hemorrhoids? Uh, No. Okay. I think you're lying. But. <laughs> That's such a personal question. Is it? Okay. I mean, to answer your question, it wasn't due by me being on the phone in the bathroom. Right. I probably popped one out during childbirth. Yeah. Which I think is okay to talk about. And that's why I actually brought it up because the conversation about childbirth, I feel like isn't celebrated enough. Right. I also think that people need to be honest and real about the experience. 100%. And I think like, for example... We started off this conversation with 
you immediately attacking me and how I wasn't compassionate to your situation. Who attacked me first, by the way? Who attacked me first? Not at all. Rewind it, Black Mirror episode. (laughs) The beginning of the episode, you said something that triggered me to attack you back. I was saying that I don't have COVID. I took multiple tests. I wouldn't be here today. And then you're like, yeah, fun fact or something. When I had it and you Oh my gosh, maybe you're right. I know. It's okay. So you're letting it out. It's therapeutic. I get it. It's, I'm, I'm, you know, a this pillow to beat on. Session. This is how Nessa and I are going to become closer friends. But. Or bigger enemies. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was saying is that I feel like you did not help me really prepare for childbirth. Oh, I can't wait. We're, this is an, another but, therapy session but with you and I. I also know and respect it because I understand that people um, have different ways of going about it and discussing it. So I think women, I think just birthing parents in general face so much in Mm -hmm. the world. And I think it can be hard to have those conversations depending on somebody's comfort level, depending on what the person wants to receive. Maybe they don't want to receive anything. There's so many different reasons. All that to say, when your body goes through, you know, an experience like that, it's okay to talk about it if you want to. Mm -hmm. And it's also okay to share moments that, you would have thought you were going to be embarrassed about. But then after you have the child, you realize, oh my goodness, I made that happen. I went through everything and, you know, I hold it as a badge of honor. Pat on the back. So all that to say, despite you not really preparing me. And by the way, I'm okay because I have also learned people receive and also digest certain information in different ways and they express their sentiment about it in different ways. That's just what I'm saying. Can I get my rebuttal in or not yet? See, the fact that you think it's a rebuttal no, shows I, I, you how know what, immature That's you a bad are. word. And my explanation? Sure. No problem, Katrina. Let's try growth this year. This Going is into 2024. Let's this try This is it. growth. Okay, so I will say this. That first, I'm going to say this and you're going to receive it however you want to receive it. Sometimes I feel like when I say things to you, you don't receive it well from me. There's one, okay? Let me say that. And two, sometimes I've also learned that when I say something to you and the outcome isn't exactly what I said it was going to be, I didn't want to set you up for an expectation of something that might not happen to you because everybody's childbirth No, that's is, understandable, though. That's more where I was coming from. So, But I, I understand that. I loved sharing my childbirth story. I love sharing the real. Like, I've talked to many different friends of mine who were about to be first-time mothers just like I was. And I'd ask them up front, you know, you and I have, we have a, such a different relationship than I have with other people, right. right? We, our walls are down. We talk to each other how we talk to each other. Or maybe that just comes from me to you, but I'm sorry. Um, but I've talked to other friends of mine who wanted, who were going to give birth and asked me like, hey, so I remember specifically, they're like, Katrina, so how was it? And I looked at her and I was like, what version do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the motivational, you can do this version? Or do you want to hear everything that's scary about it version? And she said the everything that's scary about it version. I, I said, think it's right, a cool. great, I think it's a great approach of you to offer the different routes of. There's different <laughs> versions of it that of you can give people. There's the, oh my God, I did it. There's the, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die. And then there's the, I had such a great thing. And I had such a great childbirth that I almost feel like it's not fair to tell women 
that are getting into this for the first time about my great successful childbirth because there's but, so many different childbirths that aren't great and successful. So sometimes I feel bad talking about it. I don't think you should feel bad because that's not fair to you either. But then what about someone that, but you know, you had a, a more challenging childbirth. Yeah, but that's okay too, right? Like, I don't think it's a this or that. I think it's okay that you share your experience and if it was pleasant to you i don't want to say pleasant because you went through so much pain but you pleasant? know but you know if it wasn't as challenging as like other stories that we've heard about that's okay too because both stories are just as important but i don't think you should I don't, I don't know where to say it, it, but I don't think you should sun it. I don't think you should try to dismiss it. I don't think you should try to dismiss your experience. I just don't want people to think like, oh, she's she's um, no, but bragging about her childbirth. No. And it, that look, and at by the, the same way, time, you can brag about your childbirth. You did that. Yeah, like, you could do whatever you want to do. I'm very free in the sense of if you went through this experience of having a child, do whatever you want to do. Handle it as long as it's not harming anybody. Right. And I just say that about humans in general. Do that. So, you know, I had such a great childbirth. Right. right. And I, sometimes I felt like I couldn't talk to you about it because I knew you were about to go into your childbirthing journey. Right. And you didn't want to worry me. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to do any of those things for, a, you know, an expectation. Different expectation yeah, right. Sure. So knowing I had such a good one. Would you have preferred me to continue to tell you about it? Like, sometimes I feel like you get so much unsolicited mm. advice from people. And I did give you advice when you asked for it. And sometimes I tried to meet you like, hey, I'm here whenever you're ready. I have these things. Or whenever you want to hear about how I sanitize my bottles, I'm ready to help you with that. But sometimes it's just overwhelming. And sometimes you don't want to hear from people and their unsolicited I advice. So I was, I think, more... Um, mindful with presenting mine especially to you more than any other person that I know because I didn't want you to feel like mine my journey is not going exactly how Katrina's is when sometimes you rely on me to give you the answer to something you need and for this mm. there's no real answer so I was like I could tell you my childbirth journey I could tell you everything but case in point we had two completely different childbirths no I still think I would have wanted the Explicit version. I did tell you though. No, not the super explicit. But the things, the things I, that you went through, I didn't go through. Well, so I probably couldn't even prepare you for the stuff. I told you about my contractions, how it feels like it's somebody with a wet towel squeezing it in your. It's like your, your yeah, stomach's a wet I towel. I mean, cramps. But, I think cramps, I, girl. Do not call contractions cramps. Do not call contractions but, cramps. Right. You just not. hate it on it. Well, I'm just trying you just to sun cramps, bro. You sun contractions. You mean contractions, yeah. Because contractions for me, when they first started, it did feel crampy. Oh man, I don't know. This could be when a whole yours nother... started, it felt in intense right no, away. But this could be our childbirth. This could be a whole nother episode because you are a G for how long you lasted right. with so, your contractions. So that's what I'm trying to say. How I viewed the initial stages. I'm not talking about later oh, yeah. in the day. How Once they hit, they hit. Those were contractions, right? right? But initially, I just thought, okay, maybe I'm cramping. It feels mine, weird. Mine this went is... quick, though. Right. I went through a little bit of the, oh, it's starting to come. We got to go. Did your pain start, like, how long, how soon after? So, like, where it was unbearable. Where it was unbearable. Unbearable was until I got to the hospital. But I took an Uber to the hospital because right. we live in New York. We ain't got no car. I took an Uber to the hospital. Best decision, by the way. By the way, it was great. And <laughs> yes. I just, but walking, like I had to Oof. 
hold my breath between each step. Of course. Like, okay, let me hold in the elevator. Okay, go, go, go. Yeah, All but right. how many hours between... So water broke. I didn't feel anything for a couple hours. Then it starts kind of slowly creeping, and I'm like telling you. Did you, you think like, they oh. were just cramps at that moment? Like, I, did I, you think it was... You hear so much, and this right. is what happened to you. You hear so much about false labor. Exactly. I didn't want to have to go 100 blocks only for the doctor to send me back home. Get your car out the garage. Right. And <laughs> have to go through that entire experience. Sign in. Which is why initially when I started feeling something in my stomach, abdominal area, I was like, oh, maybe it's just cramping. Maybe I'm uncomfortable at this point. I don't know. First time experiencing this, I was watching Seinfeld. I was watching reruns, one of the best ever. By the way, I don't think I really appreciate Seinfeld because we were young when it came out. I still right? have not gotten on the Seinfeld wave. It wasn't until I got older that mm -hmm. I watched it and I was like, wow, this is really amazing. Right, but right. anyways, so I just kept kind of tolerating and taking the pain, taking the pain, just thinking like, <laughs> okay, all That's right. you though. You'll do that. Exactly. You, in, and it can be surface pain. It could be emotional pain. Yeah. You'll take it all. And so then I realized... When it was unbearable, I was still home. You were still home. And by the way. Unbearable. And we were, had to go 100 blocks to get to the hospital. It's just crazy. because. Oh, my God. So tell me, Nessa, when the, when the contraction started. Like when it was before you left to the hospital, how long? Because I remember you telling me this and I couldn't believe it. How long were you at home? About, yeah, eight hours, something like that. More. Yeah. Did it happen the night before and then Colin yes. was at the gym? Yes. Okay, so how long were you at home before you decided, like, hey, I think we should go to the doctor? I think 10, I think it was roughly 10 hours, but I think <laughs> severe contractions began. Oh, my gosh. I was in severe pain for about six of those hours. And you were contracting when Colin got up and yes. said, should I still go to the gym? Yeah, and I said, yeah, go. Because <laughs> I, again, I thought it was, what is it called? The false... Braxton Hicks. Yes, Braxton Hicks. I even remember Googling it that morning because <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, nah, it's not happening right now. I'm watching oh Seinfeld. I'm chilling. And... And your water didn't break. My water did not break. So yeah. why would I, yeah. you know, again, not being informed, right. not really knowing anything in my first experience. So I just was trying to ride it out. <laughs> and man, that 10 was 10 hours tough. later. Yeah, it was really tough. Those last contractions felt like an eternity. And again, I this don't really is my remember. best way to describe yeah. a contraction. It's as if your stomach is a towel, a wet towel. And some, I can't, you can't, because you can't describe it, but you this can't. is my best way to do it. And someone is taking that towel, which is your stomach, and wring it like this. And it's going on Man. really squeezing for two minutes at a time. Then they let go, but they don't fully Oof. let go. They let go a little bit. And then after a minute, it goes back again and starts squeezing. And there was no position that you can get in. That will allow you to be comfortable. At, I did side. Oh, I did side. I went to the bathroom. I, I held I, this, on. I went. I, I kept Nothing. trying everything, and it just progressively go got worse. Doesn't go away. Yeah, it was tough, man. And I then I realized if it wasn't for my doctor who called me back because I called the hospital, say, hey, at this point, it's hours <laughs> past. This is no longer cramp energy. This is clearly pain, right? <laughs> and the doctor's like, okay, or the hospital is like, we're gonna inform your doctor. And they should give you a call back, mm -hmm. right? Again, I'm trying to avoid having to go 100 blocks to go to the hospital only right. for them to turn me around. Doctor calls me 
Shout out to my doctor. Incredible. She was phenomenal. And she's like, hey, you don't sound well. You need to come in. And what's funny, I had an appointment that day, that morning. So I really was trying to ride it out until my appointment. No, how about this? Did Colin finish his workout? Yeah, well, I wanted him to. He didn't finish the very end of it because I called him after my doctor. Time to go. Only because my doctor said, you don't sound well. You need to come in. Uh And that's when I called Colin. But up until that point. Shout out to your doctor. He was at the gym because I told him, go work out, go meet up his trainer, Josh. Because they work out, they do this every day. They've been doing it, right? He's up at 4.30, he right. starts his workout. Right. This is just what Colin does. And this was just another day for me. Uh, let me say this, because I, I think this needs to be said. This was a couple days, plus or minus Nessa's due date. So that should have been your, hello, know. that should have been your light bulb, bro. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't. I don't well, know. No, we do know why. You didn't want to go 100 blocks just to come <laughs> back down. Is that? I wonder if anybody else feels that way in New York. I think people feel that way about Braxton Hicks. Right. In you general, don't want to go, go to the hospital and get sent only back. for them to turn you around. Yeah. Um, Nessa, there's so much to it. We have to have a full-on separate pod about it because I think there's a lot that we should say about the real, the fake, and even just our journey. I think yeah. it's such a I think it's I, such a great episode. I think we should have a birthing coach mm. as well in the conversation because I think it's okay to have transparent conversations and really get down to difficult conversations. Right. You I, know, I'm about the range in these conversations. Yeah. So I think a birthing coach can be very helpful. We can do that. To that point, I know we're gonna have a great conversation that everybody will get to see where I sat down with a remarkable doula, businesswoman, Mm -hmm. just an incredible person, Latham Thomas, who founded an incredible organization, Mama Glow. By the way, just opened up their location, I believe in Brooklyn, called The Soft Space. And it is a wellness oasis. That's great. That's off the top of my mind. That's That's good. That's not notes. I just want you to know that. But that's because, like, I genuinely support amazing people doing great work in the community. But anyways, yeah. So she really is going to break it down, the importance of difficult conversations Mm -hmm. that need to be addressed, what you could do to prepare yourself, when is that time to have birth, and Everything in between. Right. It's a conversation I wish we both had before we oh, had for sure. our children. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but anyways, let's wrap with a Q&A, Nessa. Okay, well, thank you for being transparent about possibly having a hemorrhoid. But that stemmed from <laughs> you. On. That stemmed from us talking about the bathroom and being a germaphobe. Right. And people sitting on a toilet for a long time and what it could potentially do to their body. Yes. I just, you know, wanted to bring it back full story because people might think like, are they okay? Are they having... This is what we do. This is how (laughs) Nessa and I talk. This is just a conversation. Okay. So yeah, let's go to (laughs) questions now. All right. So Nessa, you ready? This is... First off, set up the segment. I was about to. Okay. Like, show her some respect. I was like, this is, and then you jumped in. Show respect to our conversation, our podcast, our show. Right. Okay. I know we are a mom and mom store. (laughs) Okay. We charge everything in my credit card. But take the time. At least, do you have points? Are you getting points? To respect our segments. Are you getting points for what we charge? We still haven't figured out points yet, huh? No, I do. Oh, good. But you used the wrong card for that, but 
We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> then you need to tell me the right card to use. I know. Anyway, Nessa, go ahead. What's it called? What's the Q&A called? Your Q's, my A-game. Nessa does have an A-game. All right, Nessa, so we got this question. They okay. emailed it to us. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Hi, Nessa. Ever since I had my baby, oh, man. my mother-in-law okay. has been constantly giving me unsolicited advice on how to raise her. Mm. From feeding to sleeping routines, she has an opinion on everything. I appreciate her experience and concern, mm -hmm. but it's starting to feel overbearing and is affecting my confidence as a new mom. Aww. How do I set boundaries without causing a rift in the family? Oh, I feel for this person. Thanks for the help. Why do you feel for this person? I don't know. I just have a soft spot for birthing parents. I have a soft spot for moms. I have a soft spot anytime I see, you know, someone faced with hard situations. And I do think this is a hard situation because parenthood is all about balance, in my mm -hmm. opinion, right? Yeah. You want to make sure your child's okay. You want to make sure your family's okay. You want to make sure your friends are okay. You want to make sure your work is okay. There's so much balancing. So... The fact that she's trying to balance this situation and wants to be respectful, I think is great. I also understand that she has a lot of pressure on herself, right? She obviously wants to be great to her mother-in-law because she doesn't want to cause any conflict. How does she balance setting boundaries with her mother-in-law without upsetting her? That's one dynamic. The right. other dynamic, what's the mother-in-law going to do and how is she going to react? How is it going to impact you know, this woman's partner, right? And then what's that dynamic going to turn into in the house? I mean, there's so many dynamics in this situation that you do have to be mindful and respectful. First off, obviously you respect your mother-in-law and you want to approach a situation in a respectful way and you want to, it's fragile, right? Right. I do think you need to talk to your partner to help you in this situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can step in and have the conversation with their parent. Maybe or should they? Initially, I think they should do it. If they can get the job done, great. That's what you want so that the awkwardness doesn't fall on you. If they try to do it and there's no luck, then you have to come up with a game plan. Mm -hmm. And that game plan is just finding ways. I don't know. This is going to sound weird. Kind of fake taking the advice and mm -hmm. kind of acknowledge it be like wow thank you so much that's really great insight so I was thinking of doing it like this and this has worked out for me better so I think you receive the information you acknowledge it give it a compliment but then make it clear that you're sticking with your game plan because that's worked for you in your household that's good that's my safest way in my head how to create a boundary without Blowing up family dynamics. Okay, and then what if this, okay, example, what if the mother-in-law keeps giving the baby food that you don't want to give the baby? Or what if the mother-in-law keeps uh, doing a different style of parenting that you don't agree with? It's tough. And, I mean. You know, listen, our OGs will do whatever they do. Right. Well, I think. And, and sometimes they'll be like, hey. Well, I raised you. I raised these many kids. Yeah. I can do this. Well, that's why I said it really falls on. See, that's why, in my opinion, it really falls on her partner. Right. They need to address their parent and set the boundaries. Because it's way easier, in my opinion, for the son, daughter, the child to set the boundaries with the parent versus 
the daughter-in-law, son-in-law, the partner, you know, it gets a little tricky, especially right. if you don't have an open relationship with your in-laws. Right. It can get dicey, especially when you want to handle it in a respectful way. Right. Because you want to honor how you feel at the same time. You don't want to get ran over. I mean, I've never gone through this experience. Luckily for me, right. I've had just really supportive in-laws and... I don't go through this. If anything, it's my mom that I have to deal with. <laughs> right. But it's easy for me and my mom to have those open conversations because I have no problem telling her, mom, I appreciate what you're telling me. Thank you. I'm not doing it. This is how she'll we're be do mad. It. She'll get upset with me, but she'll come around. And ultimately, my mom is going to support me. That's right. Good. Whether right. she likes it or not. Right. Whether she's actually looking down on me or not. Your mom has asked me about some things you guys do like. Katrina, maybe we should try. Maybe we should yeah. try to ask her to do this. Right. Like, like, cause you know, my mom and dad, you know, had us decades ago and right. they're just so out of touch with what we want to do right. and what Colin and I want to do with our baby. And that's not a knock to them. It's just, for example, they didn't have baby monitors back in the day. Right. I right. remember when they first saw a baby monitor, they're like, what is this? Right, and they right. were just like, huh? But think of those advancements that they are unfamiliar with. Right. So just so much has changed, like making sure that the baby eats X, Y, Z, or making sure that you create an environment like this, because there's been more studies done since the time they've had me. Right. Oh, for sure. But I also understand their point. They raised great kids. Yeah, like you guys are okay. do okay. <laughs> right. I mean, what's wrong with what we did? I mean, we would have to have a therapy session right. to really- unpack it all yeah. right but you know i don't feel like that's the time right now right by the way our kids too probably feel this way about us oh, yeah. as well right we're not going to be perfect right all that to say try to be respectful try to receive your in-laws information that they're trying to share with you know that it's coming from a good place i'm assuming it's coming from a good place by the way and compliment it because you're showing your respect to them and then just wrap up the conversation by saying, you know, that's great insight. Appreciate you sharing that with me. What I found to work for us is X, Y, Z, and we're going to go ahead and continue to do that. That's good. That's Vanessa right there. Vanessa. That's her name. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> this is Vanessa. Call me Vanessa from now on. <laughs> free game, free of charge. Free Eight game. loyal fans. You're with me.